Welcome to this week's episode of Who Picked This Movie's News No One Asked For. We are on episode five, and number five is alive. You're supposed to laugh in April. <laughs> I got the reference. Yes. Thanks. Uh, so I'm joined today by my wife and co-host, April. Say hello, April. Hello, April. I've got some corrections to start. Uh, last episode, I referenced IPOs. It's not IPOs, it's IPs. IPOs are what companies introduce when they're about to sell their stocks for the first time. So a little bit of education there. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I must have listened to some like Robin Hood news or stock <laughs> news or something before we did the episode. And so Lessons in Chemistry is a TV show and not a movie. Brie Larson will be starring in this. So this will be coming out on Apple TV. So the writer's strike is over. It lasted 148 days, almost five months. They put out a tentative agreement. So it's just a summary of what they're getting. The full agreement, I don't know if it's been uh, signed off on yet. It's for the next three years, it's correct? It's for the next three years. So we'll, we'll definitely see another writer's strike uh, when they're done with that because they're <laughs> going to want more. And um, there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, this is the true. longest. Longest one that we've writers. had. Yeah. So what we've had is they're going to get uh, increased health and pension contributions. Uh, there's a lot in there about AI. So AI can't write or rewrite any of their literary material. Um, a writer can choose to use the AI, but the company can't require them to do so. A company must disclose if any of the materials given to the writers are AI generated. So they can't just come up with an idea, have AI spit it out, hand it to them and, and go with their original material. To pay them for half of yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then come, so they're not expediting the process. Get their format and then have right. AI finish it. Companies can't use writers' materials to train AI, so that's a big one. So, if you had somebody like, you know, you could teach AI to make a Spielberg movie mm. because there's so much content out there, and it would probably put out a good Spielberg movie. Mm. I mean, there, we've seen like songs being put out by artists that are aren't actually the artists; it's AI. Like there was a Drake song that got put out, what? and it was better than some of the stuff that he's oh, done. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was a banger. So. Uh, we've also with streaming. So um, if a, fe a feature length is going to be more than $30 million, there's some initial compensation. Uh, they moved it up. It's 100000 now. Um, and then they'll get three-year residual increase uh, up to 216000 Bonuses for viewership based on streaming services. So we'll get more information from the streaming services on who's watching what and for how long. Which forces quality over quantity right and they're gonna they're gonna be paying the actors or the writers for the like they'll be able to see all of that which data. is different from when cable was yeah. prominent where yeah. they got paid for residuals for let's say friends was highly highly successful yeah so they made a lot of their money on the reruns right on, the when residuals. it was syndicated and yeah. when you stream it's not the same yeah they have different contracts that they do with the with the companies so. And so the writers don't make as much money well they don't make anything most of the time oh wow yeah so there will be more streaming data transparency writers are going to be paid premiums for pilots and backup scripts uh, and there's going to be an increase in the minimum number of writers in the writers room so if you have a, a new show that's coming out and there's going to be six episodes there'll be three writers in the room and if it's 12 episodes there'll be six writers in the room so more more people at the table. And more people at the table. That means that, that not one person is going to be doing all the work. Right. So more minds to contribute. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Globes are transitioning to a for-profit organization. Um, they were a not-for-profit. They've gotten rid of, they've expelled three of their members. I've heard uh, that some of it was for 
uh, anti-Semitic remarks that they had made. Rightly so. Um, and then there was like 15 people who have left. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know anybody who watches the Golden Globes anymore. <laughs> and nobody really watches those those award shows. I mean, their viewership has gone down dramatically over the last couple of years. So I think the Oscars, the Grammys, um, and even Emmys are a constant. Right. I think that the Golden Globes are question mark. Who, who's actually watching the right, Golden Globes? Right, right, yeah. I, don't, I couldn't tell you, like, anybody who's like, look at my Golden Globe that I've got. You know, I've, I already, I, you know, you see them with the Oscar, you know, right. in the hand, but I've never on seen a Golden award, Globe. On a movie, it says, oh, look at the Oscar nominee or the Oscar winner, and people just absolutely flock to that movie. Right. So I read an article in GQ this week. Martin Scorsese is, you know, he's been, like, referenced on this a couple of times, the same comment he keeps making. Um, he says to fight back against comic book movie culture uh, and support directors like Christopher Nolan. Um, he goes on to say, we've got to save cinema. The big, the big thing out of this is that Nolan uh, didn't make one, but he made three Batman movies, two of which are in the highest grossing comic book movies of all time. And one of them is in the 50 highest grossing films of all time. Which is the first So it's up Bat- there with Titanic, with Avatar, you know, in the top like 20. The first Batman that he made, correct? No, no. It was the second one with Heath Ledger. So is that... Which- the, the Dark Knight Rises. Okay, okay. I think. Now, the thing with Scorsese is that, you know, he didn't have any problems with like displacing the epics and westerns of the 60s. So I know what you mean by displacing what yeah. what every every uh, decade or so there's there's like a group a genre of movies that are the most watched. So in the 60s it was epics and westerns, in the 70s it was like crime dramas. So you had things like I can't think of his name Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. uh, Dirty Harry, that type of stuff. In the 80s it was probably horror movies a little bit. Um, the 90s was definitely comedy. So Van Wilder, American Pie. Uh, road trip, those kind of movies like the slapstick, uh, raunchy kind of comedy were real big. And but then the then the horror came back with Scream, and yeah, I know what yeah, you did the, last in the summer. In the mid '90s, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and horror is starting to make a comeback now. It is, yeah, and so you're starting to see uh, comic books. People are kind of getting fed up with them a little bit. I mean, this happens. Like, it's the cycle. I would say it's just different. People are just looking for a different type of comic book movie. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that. You know, you can take multi-generations to comic book movies, you know, from five years old up to and 90 years old. You can't do that with Scorsese films. <laughs> no, no, you no you're not taking your nine year old to see Killers of the Flower Moon. No, I'm not no. taking my 15 year old to see Gangs of New York. No, you know? good movie. Good movie. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis. Amazing movie. The, uh, amazing actor. His movies are full of violence. You know, it's, it's usually, you know, somebody killing somebody. Everyone. <laughs> Well, in his movie, they're either Italian or Irish, <laughs> so he likes killing them. And they're full. You're not wrong. I think Scorsese yeah. is an acquired taste. I would yeah. say that that he is a, a you know a brilliant artist, a brilliant filmmaker, but he is an acquired taste. Like I'm not getting yeah. some pizza on Friday night watching Martin Scorsese because it is intense. He has yeah. intense yeah. films. Yeah. The last ten years, everything's been animated or sci-fi. Adventure movies, comic book movies. I th- I think he's one of those people. Like like I said, he made his money by displacing other movies, and now that his movies aren't making money, comic books are displacing his stuff, and he's complaining about it. He's salty. 
Well, I'm confused, right? So as an artist, as a filmmaker, as a writer, why wouldn't you want to support other writers or, or well, I, even filmmakers? If, even if he would have said, you know, like I said, uh, like if he would have said Tarantino or Correct. Spielberg or one of those, but he said Christopher Nolan. <laughs> and Christopher <laughs> Nolan has made three Batman movies. Like high, not just... You know, not just, uh, oh my gosh, what was the second Batman or the third Batman movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, that was Batman and Robin, I think. The terrible one? Yeah, Where yeah. he was Mr. Freeze? Yeah. So even if he had made reference to that, I mean, he's he's making a reference yeah. to a comic book movie when yeah. he's talking about comic book movies I, being the detriment of, of Yeah. <laughs> I think with Scorsese, you know. He talks about pushing the envelope, but he has, he does the same movie and he puts the same people in it. Leonardo DiCaprio has been in all of his movies just about now. Over and over and over, over again. Over and over and again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time I, you hear a Scorsese movie coming out, I know Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in it. Which is fine if that's his MO, but don't yeah. hate on other filmmakers for what they do. And I think it's important to note that I don't know that he has had the same impact and correct me fans if I'm wrong, that in game had i remember being in that movie theater and when that you know that very end part where everybody ran (laughs) over the hill the whole theater theater cheered cheered and lit up yeah it was an incredible experience and then at the very end where iron man snapped his fingers and my daughter cried like (laughs) i don't know of a scorsese film where that has happened i don't know i I think i did that in casino (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on to more somber news uh actors who have passed away this week uh the first one is david mccallum uh most people knew him uh as the corner from ncis now, he did like over 400 episodes with this show. So this is arguably his, you know, biggest work that he mm-hmm. did. He was in a lot of television shows and he actually did the voice. Uh, back in the day, I watched a little bit of the Ben 10 stuff. He was the voice of uh, Dr. Paradox. Yeah, on that, our small person our Professor Paradox. Ben 10 all the time. Yeah, she used to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, Michael Gambon passed away. So he played Dumbledore in Harry Potter. Um, and he was in two movies that, that I know that you watched we probably didn't know who he was um he was baltus van tassel in sleepy hollow he looked very different yeah he looked very different and general zevo in toys with robin williams he also looked very different yeah so he's been in a lot of stuff i didn't you know i would have never known who he was you know because Dumbledore was his biggest role but and did a- but he's been in like not just those movies those are the movies that i've seen He's been in a ton of stuff. Though. Well, and he yeah. was a he was a theater, theater actor, actor and talked yeah. about how um, how his heart hurt when he could no longer be on stage. Right, right. So phenomenal actor, you know he's going to be missed uh, in movies. So have we told our daughter yet? I don't think so. I'm but not telling her. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so our weekly topic question this week is, uh, you know, I came up with this because the creator uh, is releasing this week. Um, What's the best artificial intelligence movie that you've seen? Terminator 2. Terminator 2. And why is that? Because it's... I shouldn't ask a stupid question like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's amazing. It has all the elements of what every incredible AI movie should have. It has... Mine was Blade Runner. Uh, I think Blade Runner is like a beautiful movie. Uh, Just the cinematography of it. it. I think it's a little more in-depth than like Terminator is just because it, it I agree. it's more philosophical, you know. I agree. Terminator is th- just guns yeah. and Schwarzenegger. 
<laughs> Terminator is the Michael Bay movie. <laughs> and then I don't know That's what so true. I don't know what Blade Runner would be. Blade Runner would be like Studio Ghibli version. But you know, <laughs> Terminator Two is telling our future. Skynet is coming. Yeah. So I I did a little test. Uh, I have ChatGPT and I, and I use it just to help you know with ideas on stuff. Um, and I asked it a question. I asked it, "Why are humans afraid of AI?" Uh, and I told it to give me the answer in the style of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, uh, the author. And I did so because my personal feelings on AI is like I believe that AI is a monster <laughs> in the deep that's like waiting to rise up and and wipe out humanity which, which like is ai is cthulhu which is exactly the story of terminator 2 right <laughs> uh so this is what it gave me and, and and it spit out this 28 verse poem in the style of hp lovecraft and, and it fit perfectly uh it said like eldritch beings from cosmic planes afar ai's potential a celestial avatar it threatens our dominion our sense of pride a force that could surpass us leaving us behind the trepidation grows and knowledge we acquire. AI's exponential growth, a relentless fire. Its algorithms evolving, learning at its pace. An entity self-aware, a harbinger of our disgrace. Now that, that's H.P. Lovecraft all day. Which like means Skynet style. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the end is near. The end is near. <laughs> I don't even, I'm, I'm, I am one of those people that I'm like, legit afraid of ai and, and if y'all haven't happen. seen terminator 2 it's a prophecy for the future yeah i've recently listened and this has a little bit to do with ai you need to go listen to k63 <gasps> on spotify oh my gosh yeah yes. uh give that a try it's, oh, it's, it's got some so, stuff about ai and viruses and so good i was things. unexpectedly pulled in yeah moving on to tv news coming out uh this week starting on october the 2nd uh, we got Fright Crew on Hulu. This is a series premiere. It's uh, animated, uh, and the the idea of the animation is Marie Laveau, who is a voodoo witch from New Orleans. She puts teens in charge of saving New Orleans from a demonic threat. I don't know if this is a kid's cartoon, <laughs> <laughs> but it's already it's like deep just with the plot. <laughs> Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> while you're eating your Cheerios kind of experience because I don't think so. I don't. That's highly intense for you know 9 a.m. with your honey smacks. Right. <laughs> October third, uh, we got FBI True coming out on season oh, three. Oh, I want to see that. Uh, the Young and the Restless season fifty one. That's fifty one years of the Young and the Restless. I remember. I remember that being on when I was little. Yeah. And the Young and the Restless. When you were fake sick. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody having the same name. So, you know, the main characters, Victor and Victoria, had kids named Nicholas and Victoria. Right, <laughs> like, right. Uh, we've got Found on uh, NBC, uh, Fish on MTV. This is another one when I was thinking about the AI thing. It's so easy now to do, like, deep fakes and everything. Like, how, people are going to be catfishing people, like, hard now. Like, it used to be, you know, somebody would get on a chat room and, you know, you could pretend to be somebody else. Now you're going to be able to put a voice and a face and it won't be a real person. So that whole concept of, hey, we're going to meet and the yeah. person being an entirely different yeah. everything. And meanwhile, you're sending money to Nigeria to a prince that doesn't exist. Don't do that. Uh, October the 4th, uh, Magnum P.I. for its season five. Uh, Quantum Leap is going to be on season 10. This is the new Quantum Leap, not the old one. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. So I, I haven't watched any of it because I'm I'm down with Scott Bakula. Same. So. Same. <laughs> uh, Chucky season two is coming back on, uh, and he's for some reason he's in the White House. I I don't know if that's a metaphor for something, <laughs> um, but he's going to be in there slaying in the White House. Okay. That uh, may be worth a watch just because just of for that. that. <laughs> it's just a weird plot. Right. Strange. Doll in the White House. How does he get there? The kid. Maybe it's the president's son who's going in. He picks up the doll or something. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch the first season, but I'm, I think I'm going to have to go and check this out just to see what, what is going on I with I mean, this. I'd be interested to see what the leap is from the movie to the seasons now. How they made that giant leap from when the doll was, you know. Right killed but okay all right we got surreal estate uh this is like real estate agents um and they're selling haunted and and like possessed homes i don't oh. know if this is a a series or if this is like a reality show or what I, sell I, it to me in this economy if you can find <laughs> a reasonably priced home give me a home give yeah, me a haunted house yeah. they'll live in the attic i'll live in the living room it'll be fine it'll be fine and then rounding out the fourth we've got uh forged and fire on the history channel uh, this is their season 10 uh, premiere. October the 5th, Lupin on Netflix, uh, season uh, 1C. So this they must have been like, putting it out in parts mm. for this. Um, Our Flag Means Death on uh, Max for season 2. I haven't watched this yet, but I really want to watch it. It's about pirates, and they're like not very good pirates, apparently. <laughs> um, like Not like bad pirates, like you know evil pirates, but just, just stupid and lazy. <laughs> Are they... So, is it an animated series? No, it's a live action thing. Oh, yeah. I'd be interested yeah. to see what that's going to look like. On October the 6th, we've got Loki for season two coming back. We will out. be I'm, watching that. We will. I'm we looking will. forward to that and seeing all the the variations of the Loki and different characters. Right. Are we one is a very large Tom Hiddleston fan? Yeah. As so are I. you. Yes, yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> for different reasons. Yes, I am. All right, uh, Undead Unluck on Hulu. Uh, this is an anime. So this is this is already out in Japan. It's, they just moved it on to Hulu. Uh, the Unexplained Season 6, and the proof is out there, Season 6 on the History Channel. What is The Unexplained? Uh, I'm assuming it's like a paranormal show. Okay. Um, and then the proof is out there as their like alien encounters kind of show. Yeah, I'm good, I'm sure. I mean, this is on History Channel. How real can it be? Yay, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? The History Channel has changed a lot. I like the History Channel. <laughs> and then finally on October the 8th, The Circus. This is like a political show. Timing sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving to movie news. Pauly Shore is trying to make a biopic where he's going to be playing Richard Simmons. I heart Pauly Shore. Yeah, he looks kind of like Richard Simmons he now, does. like with the hair. He does. He does. Um, so he could play the role. Uh, nothing's definite, uh, but he's reached out to Simmons and he's been trying to get some like some crowd you know behind it so he's asking people to contact hulu and netflix and get them involved you i know, support you paulie like shore fans wise. absolutely he'd be he would do a phenomenal job uh disney's making a live action bambi uh this i don't i don't like the non-live action bambi i don't so. like any of their live action right. stuff like i, I don't understand the whole like well i I haven't seen The Lion King, so I don't know if that's well done. Yeah. I know I didn't wasn't a fan of Mulan, and and one of my all time favorite movies. I know why is Disney's Mulan. doing it. Disney's doing it because they don't have to pay anything; they already own it. Well, that's that's fair. It's so a smart just, business. They're move. just making instead of being a cartoon, they're making it live action. Yeah, but I, how are you going to do? How are you going to do that with Bambi? The yeah. the mama dies. Yeah, you have to shoot the mom. <laughs> it's, 
Like it, I don't, I don't know. It was how, devastating in the animated movie. I, I wonder how it's going to start out. Is it going to be like naked and afraid, and you've got somebody out there like hunting, <laughs> or, or you got like, like Ted Nugent <laughs> rolling up in a truck, and he's like just like machine gunning down deer. Down goes Bambi. And down <laughs> goes Bambi. Well, his mom, anyway. I will not. Just the music makes me uncomfortable about Bambi. Anytime yeah. I I would hear. I want to know what Hunter shot the doe. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no rack there. Right. Why would you shoot a doe? But how are you going to do that in an animated or a non-animated film? Yes. Yeah, and do it well. Part of the reason why, and this is not me, people yeah. love Bambi is because they attach to the characters. How are you going to do that with... I just don't understand why they keep doing it. Like, all these movies keep... Well, with the exception of The Lion King, I think The Lion King did good, but the last couple of them that they've done have flopped. I haven't I haven't seen The Lion King, so I don't know yeah. of one live action that they've done well, other than maybe The Little Mermaid. No, I mean, but it flopped. Like, it but, didn't make money. But it was very well done. So, I, other than that, I don't know of another I mean, I think, film that I think was, they was all look well. good. I think they all look good. It's just that people, like, we grew up and we saw them the way they the were. The original, in the theater, most at kids, the release. Most kids have seen, you know, the the animated stuff, cause if they're, especially if they have Disney parents, Plus in their house. Or parents that yeah. were fans. So, yeah. I mean, it's the same with Snow White. People have seen Snow White because of um, their parents. Right, right. Uh, there's going to be a Lord of the Flies remake. I watched this in school, like as a kid, uh, maybe the eighth grade. Like I am like, this damaged me watching this. <laughs> <laughs> and we were forced to watch it. Like this is a required watching. On the roller cart TV yeah, and the yeah. VCR. Everybody shut up. Play. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and just seeing them push the boulder onto the, like the fat kid's head. In the movie, like, I mean, the movie was good. It was really good. But I have never seen the movie. I'll have to reread the book before I yeah. watch the remake, but I've never I've never seen the movie. Yeah. The and original. Th- yeah. And then lastly, Todd McFarlane is remained committed to Jamie Foxx starring in the Spawn reboot. Yes, Todd. Uh, to play Al Simmons. Yes. Yes, Todd. I fully supportive I of that. I think Jamie Foxx is going to be like a great pick for this if I it mean, happens. I mean, I think Jamie Foxx is amazing in everything yeah. Yeah. he does. So talk about a transcendent movie yeah. he would take spawn to a whole nother level and actually align completely with what the comic book yeah character of spawn is supposed to be and, J- and jamie fox is one of those entertainers who's like a jack of all trades no, like he can do amazing. everything you know sing dance he's you know, amazing do movies comedy phenomenal drama everything an incredible actor and inc- i mean yeah. he should win all the awards including a golden globe yeah. <laughs> Uh, not if not if uh, Scorsese has anything to do with it because this is a comic book movie, so so he's not going to get anything. Right. <laughs> Maybe if it had Leo in it, <laughs> got to get some white Italians. To... Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so movies that are releasing this week. Uh, first off, we've got Pet Cemetery Bloodlines coming out on October the sixth. Nope. Uh, yeah. So we had the original movie in the house for uh, like 
15 minutes. Yep. Nope. And then April made me throw it out because the kid got run over. I sure did. And I've read the book. <laughs> That's what's crazy is I've read the book. Didn't like the book either. Well, never yeah. threw the book out, threw the movie out. Not not a fan. Don't don't like books where um, small people like kids are getting hurt. <laughs> die. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 Well, this is a prequel. Uh, it takes place before that that movie in the book. Um, and My question would be, what does that mean? I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but I know it stars David Duchovny uh, and Henry Thomas. Uh, Henry Thomas was Elliot from E.T., so mm-hmm. the little boy. Uh, the Exorcist, Exorcist Believer is coming out now on October the 6th. It, you know, it got moved because of the Taylor Swift thing. Uh, and it'll be starring Ellen uh, Burstyn. And she'll be reprising her role of, of uh, Linda Blair's mother from the original Exorcist. So Ellen Bernstein is a, a Burstyn, beautiful, yeah. beautiful actress. Um, not never seen her in The Exorcist. Don't ever plan on watching The Exorcist. Yeah, for, so for you Exorcist fans out there, enjoy. I have not seen The Exorcist either, and it's because <laughs> my dad was afraid of it. And you know, growing up looking up to him, like. You know, if he was scared of it, then I don't know that I can watch. Like, I, that's the only reason I haven't watched it Mm-mm. to this day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And it just we just saw the trailer for The Exorcist Believer, yeah, Believer. in The Nun, and I didn't actually fully see it because I watched it through my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I can't I can't oh. imagine like what the pitch was for that movie. They're like, oh, you like The Exorcist? Oh, let's get two possessed little two, girls. <laughs> right, times two. And then let's bring back people who were in the original Exorcist yeah. that were highly disturbed by that entire experience. Let's do it, friends. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Uh, so for our cult pick of the week last week, uh, the movie was nothing but trouble. Uh, I did make a mistake. This was made in the 90s, but it was it was the early 90s so 91 so it was being made in the 80s and then released in the 90s so the crazy thing about this movie is it feels very 80s just in the hair and in the dress and in even just the tone of the movie is very 80s yeah and so all the all the replies that i got online you know are pretty positive about it they thought it was funny what do you think about it i think it is a an interesting movie with some dark themes to it. So yeah. when you actually, so it's like She Devil. Yeah. When you get into She Devil and you actually look at the themes of the movie, you yeah. know, there's kidnapping in yeah. nothing but trouble. Kidnapping and murder, right? And, and law enforcement corruption, which is not surprising. Forced but, marriage, right, exactly. <laughs> But it's all set in this comedic tone. So, yeah. but if you actually watch it, it's 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 disturbing. Yeah, it's interesting how like um, they had like Dan Aykroyd and John Candy play multiple ro- roles in it, um, and and the roles are so vastly different mm-hmm. that you know that it was it was really done very well. But those are actors that can do that. So R.I.P. John Candy. He's, yeah you know gone too soon but there were actors that could handle it and the and in the movie the i guess the one of the best things is that you actually believe that they're that character when they are a totally different character two minutes before that yeah and and the movie also had uh digital underground perform in it which i thought was really cool Mm -hmm. had demi moore in it yeah uh and tupac was in uh digital underground and i'm gonna i'm gonna go go ahead and i'm gonna claim that because we picked this movie with Tupac in it, that they found his killer this week. <laughs> I'm going to make that assumption. What do you mean? Tupac is still alive. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. They did find. Uh, they arrested a guy who they say killed him though this week. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Let twenty catch- like twenty years later. I so. need to catch up on that news. Yeah, um, I heart Tupac. 
All right, so our next cult pick of the week uh, for this week is going to be Vivarium. This uh, stars Jesse Eisenberg. Um, the idea of the movie is, is that he gets him and his girlfriend, maybe his wife, um, they get taken in this neighborhood. Uh, they're looking for a home, and they end up trapped in the neighborhood, and every house is the same, and they're trying to figure out their way. Oh, so it's like living in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> every house is stucco, and it always looks cloudy. And concrete. Yeah. Uh, so... Great movie, great sci-fi movie. Take a watch and let me know what you think. You know, get on, get online and respond to us uh, on Facebook or at Twitter or X. X. Yeah, it's X. I keep on making that mistake. Let us know what you think about the movie. And we're going to go ahead and wrap things up this week. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one. See you all next week. <laughs>